Point there, I ain't the recording. You give me a Aleph. You give me a Aleph about 18 lines where it gets wide. Yes, the last word on the line. Yes, the Dusham Mispagodlas. We ended off last time. Last thing we spoke about was the Leviah of Yaakov Avinu, where the kid came and they put all their crowns on top of his arm. All these kings, 36 kings, came and they gave honor to Yaakov Avinu. The pasta continues. They made for him a misbegado, a great eulogy, and kavin moid. Literally means very um, heavy, which is uh, says the Gemara. Tana afilu susim afilu chamayrim. Wild. The donkeys and the horses also had a level of eulogy or hespid. What does that, does that mean? Ah. Uh, so Masha says, like you said, it means that they dressed them in dark clothing, dark whatever, dark, uh, you know, that which I think was a normal thing to do when they wanted to show different ways of expressing something, they would put on their animals. So that's the Masha says, which is the Pashabshat. Pashabshat. It means that they, they just used their animals to express it. But it was, the Mispagod, that was a way of doing things in a more, we'll call grandiose way, by expressing it through even their animals. That's the Masha says. And so the Enyakiv and others. Seem to take a very different approach. Actually, means they felt the level of Avelis. And he says that Yaakov caused, stopped, he stopped the famine. He caused a, a rebuy of, of food. So they suffered as a result. It wasn't the same when they had the tear of Yaakov. So it sounds like a more actual way there was a effect to the animals and they actually felt the level of Avelis. Whatever that means, they, they didn't prob Avelis, obviously, but they felt some level of Avelis. There was a lack, there was a difference, whether they perceived it in a real way or not, but there was something they felt, what? It's slightly different, over to the Rifni, and Yaakov said that they would held food to the animals, so that they would gray and whatever. Oh, really? Yeah. So the... the, the like morning. Yeah, so, was, so the... Um, there was, I didn't see that. So a different, different shot from there. It was the, uh, the Yaivitz, and then one of the... Fashion and Yaakov said a similar, similar thing. But uh, here, yeah, it was helpful. So that was a way of actually having them also express it. Okay, either which way. So they expressed it that way, expressed it through their dark uh, clothing. They actually felt it, even which way, but the master was something felt to the animals. Okay, this comes to a famous story, which is a slightly different version of the story that we probably heard in many, many years in kindergarten, but a little more detailed, a little bit different from the version that we used to. They got to Famous story, Esau comes and shows up, and Malkiv and says, he stops, what's going on over here? Amalan, Mamri Kiris Arba hi Chevrin. Mamri was Kiris Arba, which was Chevrin. That was where the Maris Alpela was. Why was it called Kiris Arba? Amr of Yitzhak, Kiris Arba, refers to the Arba Zuge Sayu. There was four couples that were in the Maris Alpela. Adam Vachava, Avram Vassara, Yitzhak Varifka, and Yaakov Alea. Now, interesting. That was what ultimately happened. Obviously, this wasn't didn't happen yet because Yaakov wasn't buried yet. This is what it was called after the four Zugas. That means Esav was known that there was a concept of four Zugas that gave, gave it the title of Kiryas Arba. So everyone knew that. The four Zugas is going to be buried there. Three of the Maris were buried already. This is Esav's this now. So yeah, is coming with his Taina. Okay, okay. That was called Kiryas Arba. And why is it called Kiryas Arba? Four Zugas. There's four, uh, four couples. So, Iyu Karbalayad with the day. So, Esav says as follows. The portion was, should be split between him and him and Yaakov. 
Esav and Yaakov, they're both brothers, they should have equal inheritance of the two leftover, two remaining portions in the Marisal HaFeilah. So says, says Esav, that Leah already took one portion. Okay, so that's his, that's Yaakov's portion. Vai the Payesh, the one that's left over, the deal, that's mine. So I get the last, the, the eighth portion belongs to me, and if I should get buried there, why are you taking Yaakov and burying him there? He thinks he's eligible. Ah, so, so far, as far as what? Just, he has to be chashmanah, he so, holds himself. Well, he says there was a Yerusha. There's a Yerusha. Oh, we'll get to Bukhar in a second, but there was a Yerusha. Uh, it's, listen, the Yerusha is fair and square. He, the say, he said Yaakov and Leah. Ah. That's, that's Esau saying himself, right? Ah, so, so that's what I'm saying. This is obviously what ultimately ended up happening. Was like, it was... Okay, so it's not... Like, right. It's not quoting what he's he's not, right, This is not quoting, but he was curious about on the Arab Azugas. Ultimately, okay. it was Yaakov and Leah, but this is before it happened. So it wasn't Yaakov's right. So he wasn't obviously <laughs> saying that because then he would be... Right. So then the Rambam Rabbi Yitzhak sounds like... Um, like a drush, right. Like, exactly. Like right, it was a drush on that Arab Azugas that that's what it's called, Curious Arab. So I'm a Lezavinte. So one second, you sold it. You sold your, your rights. So I'm a Lehu. says, He says, No. I sold my double portion, my portion of the Bechar. I didn't sell my regular portion, I sold my extra portion. That means I'll get it as a Bechar Pishnaim. And maybe I should get both, actually. Fine, that I'm willing to give up. I'm willing to give up one. I'm now no longer a Bechar. I stole my Bechar. But what do you mean? I still got my regular portion as a, as a, uh, the Irish. But why should it be fifty percent? It wouldn't be thirty-three percent. Yeah. <laughs> what are you saying? Because he should get okay. So look, I hear, I hear, but yeah, I guess you can't divide it in half. So you have to, and, and maybe things the you can't do pishnayim on. So you know, maybe you can't get it. You can't you can't split the in half, right? So you have to do one on one. I'm a lay in. Now you did sell your actual regular portion as well. Dixiv, the kivri asher karisili. The cover that you karisili. What does karisili mean? Kira means lashon of mechira, lashon of being sold. And that was the kivri that you actually sold. Where is that raya from? This is very, I love what the Gemara does. It's very fascinating. in the far out uh, islands. Kira. Mechira is called a kira. It's a word which was used for, for, for a sale. So it's fascinating that it seems like that the kever was, was spoken about and was actually as part of the sale. Says so it was part of the sale. And Asa responds, Amalu, he doesn't, he doesn't deny it. He seems to agree. And the famous line that we all familiar with, Havali agree. Igutur, bring me the bring me the rye, bring me a star. That means Asa Vakar knew there was a star, and he was he was saying, I have no proof to this. Proof to me it was sold. You're saying it was sold? Proof to me it was sold. Maybe though it wasn't sold, just playing along. So, either or, either or, either or. you're saying it wasn't sold, and and bring me a proof, or he's saying, he's bluffing. He's right? bluffing. Either or, but the but he, he he's there was that that is a need that wasn't actually sold in the bechar. So it's fascinating because the bechar we're familiar with is the bechar of Stuff. right, whatever the bechar would include, pishnayim and the the avodin beisamikdash, all those things. It's this one is clear. There was an Additional aspect of the in the mechira of being sold the the kever. So instead of for Yerusha, it does for Yerusha. It doesn't say for Yerusha. I didn't say I'm saying for Kfura. 
Okay, but I, I, I hear it came overall, but my son, he was uh, at least denying, denying that or on, on some level. Then Asa chapter as like a man and his wife. So if Leah is there, it's whoever his Leah's wife is. Okay, it's a good, it's a good point. It's a good point. It's a good point. Right, it's a good. It could be that he was destined at least on some level to marry Leah. It could be that was maybe he felt that was enough. Or Mekadesi, it was four couples not enough married to four four sets of of right maybe could be sister right and it could be sister in laws I mean yeah it's a good point but a but weird. right it, it is true the other ones were consistent were a married couple but yeah, it's a good point I know we were talking about this a little bit but where where chronologically is this right now like who's standing there it's, I know who's his children all his children who's de- who's right Yaakov. So they're all they're all alive right now. The, the, all the sons, right? I'm sorry, buried there. The no, Yitzhak, Yitzhak and Rivka also are buried there. So they're arguing who's going to be next. Who's the last? It's one remaining spot. I mean, there's one remaining spot. Who gets it? Who gets it? And and Esav is saying that. So what, what about Hamotzmi Chaver Who? Well, who's who's the mighty over here? <laughs> yeah, he's the only one making a claim. No, he's saying that the Pasha belongs to me. That Leah took. Number seven, I get number right. eight. Right, they're, they're being from him. Right, if I can, they're being from him because he's he should be the. And they're almost agreeing that if if it was just before the sale, you're right, you should get one. Right, you should get one. Well, the person raised a couple. Oh, what I found fascinating was that went to Yishmol. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, uh, no, that that never came up. At least we don't find that a, a source of contention. So it could be that, and the Shmuel was just just as equal as, I guess yeah, not because I guess, I guess he wasn't the same mother. So, I guess that takes the the curious Arba point. You know, curious Arba is, is something I hear, but it, it seems like everyone was masking, and there was this nevuah where there was this clear understanding only for for uh couples who buried there. Here, I, there probably was room, but <laughs> so after after the um, Asa sold the Bechor to, to Yaakov, did, did they like they, they, they wrote it up or something? Oh, so that's what it seems they wrote it up. That's they said, have the English, like, bring me there, bring me the proof, bring me the. Was the thing that existed? Exactly, exactly. Maybe, so I'm like, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe. Uh, right. Uh, or maybe he wants to see the lotion. This is the key lotion. Right. Did you actually? Yeah, actually, right. Right. Cool. The cool. Right. There was. There seems there was some lotion. No, it could be. If, if you're sure everyone's agreeing, there was some yeah. document on the sale. Let's see what it says in there. Did it include the portion of kura or not? Let's see. So I'm like, Igrusli by the time we the the star we have it, but it's in the. It's in our, we didn't bring it with us. We didn't think that we would show up today. So it's Lana Mitzrayim. Omane is who should go. There's Laftali. So everyone knows Laftali is the one that should go. Why? To Kolo, because he's very light, he's, he's, uh, which means he can run quickly. Kalyus are like a, like a ram. A Yalash Lucha. The Pasuk says famously, Laftali Yalash Lucha. So the uh, comparison to a, uh, to Ayala, which is a uh, female ram, can run very swiftly. Hanesin Imre Shafer, who was given Imre Shafer. What's Imre Shafer? At the end of the pasuk, Amravo, I'll take with Imre Shefer and Imre Sefer, right? Don't read a Shefer, read a Sefer, which is referring to this Sefer, this document. This Sefer is, is a reference to like a document which is going to be brought by Naftali. Interesting, and it sounds like it was interesting. It sounds like he actually brought it, or at least he was supposed to bring it because at the end we'll see Chushim killed Esav and it was it was unnecessary. But Lamaisa, the pasuk refers to him as the one who brought who 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 was. Involved in bringing the safer, it sounds like he was uh, needed to be bring it, or at least went to go be bring it. But he was certainly involved in the one to go get it. 
Okay, so that's the that's what happens. They sent Aftali go go bring the star. Chushim braid the don. Chushim the son of don. Taman Avi. He was there. Taman means he was there. V'yikron lei udne. Yikron means lashonovo. It was like heavy or was 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 literally means expensive or heavy. Udne is his ears. Let's as naim is is a udne udnaim in Aramaic. So it was, he had heavy ears, which means it was he was hard of hearing. He either couldn't hear at all. Rashi sounds like. But he certainly wasn't able to really chap what's going on. Rashi says, Kav du az the mishmai, his, his, his ears were heavy from hearing, which means he was deaf or close to it. So I'm a little my eyes. He wants to know what's going on. He just sees a commotion. He doesn't understand what's going on. Tell me what's going on. Ramelay, they tell him, Kama akiv, hi. This, uh, this guy, Esav, is, is bimaka, holding us back. Ad, Darsin Avtali, Ad, Darsin Avtali, Ad, Darsin will come from the land of Mitzrayim. Amalus, the Chushim says, Ad, Darsin Avtali, Ad, Mitzrayim, until Avtoy will show up and will take him X, X amount of hours to go back and forth to Mitzrayim. My grandfather will be longing in Mitzrayim. Shaka Kufa, he takes a, uh, a, a stick. Machi Arashi, he whacks him over the head. Nasr and Enayu, here's where it gets a little different than the version that we're probably familiar with. His eyes fall out. Vinafalo Akari the Akio, and the eyes fall out on the, on the, uh, on the, on the, um, Knees? Knees by right, Yaakov. Yaakov opens up his eyes. It sounds like Esau's eyes cause his eyes to be opened. Vachayach, and he like smiles. It's spooky. Yeah, yeah. So this is the, probably the reason why they didn't say this over in kindergarten in this part. Right, uh, That's why Yaakov made a lot of Ah, so it, 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 it was a riot, but it sounds like there was certainly some level of, of him being cognizant of what's going on. As Vahayim Duxiv, Yismach Tzadik, the Tzadik will be will rejoice, which is what's happened. He was like rejoicing, he was smiling. When he sees the, the, the revenge, right, which is revenge, what happened over here, he'll be like washed with the dam of the Russia, which is the dam of Esau over here. Now, it's fascinating that the famous word on this, which is such an important word, many, many of have the same question, is that what, what took, why was the Chushim, right? Because he was deaf. Everyone saw Yaakov lying near the Bazaar. Everyone saw Yaakov being disgraced. And because Hushim was deaf, therefore what? So why was that the reason why he did something? So the whole thing is like, because he was deaf, you know what was going on. That, so, so the Rebbe Chaim is an unbelievable word of you, which is such an important word. He says, everyone else, what happens is when it comes in slowly, so they get used to the situation. So Esav comes and shows up. Get that second. Well, could we will still argue with him. And they got used to it. And they get used to it a little more. And they said, it's coming. This is okay. It's not disgusting. And back and forth. As they become something which they're like sort of used to, they sort of accepted it. Chushim, the whole thing, he knows what's going on. The whole thing was was foreign to him. In one second, he's he's told like, Ace was holding back. Nothing can happen until Naftali shows up. And, and, and the, the whole thing was preposterous to him. My father, grandfather, the Yaakovs, were lying and bizarre, and just gonna, nothing's gonna happen. And he just like went and and, and and quickly did something about it. And Chaim says this this is the the uh, the fortune reality of Hergel. They don't so get used to a situation. Like they say the famous, uh, I never did it, but the famous experiment with the frog, you know, the frog experiment? It apparently does not work. Doesn't work? I recently heard it, though. Oh, really? It's a great expression. It's a great expression. It's great. Okay, whether it's, uh, it's if it doesn't very, work. It doesn't work. Okay, so what they say is that if you take a frog and put it into cold water and slowly turn up the heat, it will never jump out. It's going to die in the boiling water because... It's got used to it and it gets a little hot. So it gets used to it, and then it'll just, it won't actually have the. 
No, maybe it's not true. If it's not true, then there, it's not. There, is a, there is a famous experiment. If you take, if you take a dog and put it in a, do- a box with a side open, and you will zap, it runs out. After your dog, you close the box and zap it over and over and over and over and over again. I'll never run it. And then you open the side and zap it. Uh-huh. So they say the similar. That is the elephant one. They say also, which I'm not sure if it's true either. But the elephant one, they say that you can have this huge elephant, which is being held by one little ring, and it won't try to break out. Why? Because that ring, when it was first born, was holding up, and it tried and tried and tried, and it wasn't able to get out. And when it goes up, gets older, it sort of does, it gave up on trying to get out. It's a similar concept. It's sort of like once you just sort of like accept the the, the, the reality of what's going on. The idea of changing it becomes like a foreign concept. So we also like they, they sort of like accepted it, like you know they were they were discussing it, and you know once it became like a whole discussion was up for discussion, it became much less of a shock treatment when it's boom, right? When, when the frog jumps into boiling hot water, it jumps out because well, according to the supposed experiment, because it's shock treatment, it jumps out. Hushim had the shock treatment. All something's being told the Yaakov is, is is not being buried because this this guy came along and it's holding it back. So. That was a big tumult, I hear. It was a big tumult until, yeah. Yeah, I guess everyone's busy in this and that, and they probably, he's probably tapping someone on the shoulder, and like, he's like, shh, the hushes, wait, wait, and like, you know, then finally everything quieted down, and if Tully left, all of a sudden, like, he's like, can someone tell me what happened? What just happened over here? So they finally, you know, gave him a clue, and he, uh, did it really somewhere that his head rolled in? Yeah, so I, I, I'm assuming it's a chazal somewhere. The Gemara does not say that. And Gemara doesn't even say chopped off his head, right? Gemara said his eyes popped out, right? Maybe his eyes rolled until uh, his uh, eyes definitely rolled. Well, they rolled on the Yaakov. It doesn't say he went to Shmuel. It's almost right. strange. Yismach. I mean, this is his son. I mean, his brother. Right. Who's who's the Yaakov? Oh, right, yeah. 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 So it's yeah. Yeah. It's not even so clear they actually killed him right now. That's so clear we killed him. I thought that. Know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the Pashtun says that there wasn't, wasn't, wasn't a good ending, but but, <laughs> but again, it's not like, clear I think Gemara even killed him. Just saying, just pointing that out. Yeah. At that moment, the Nevoa Rivka came true. What was the Nevoa Rivka? The Ksiv. She was, this one, Yaka was. Being pursued by Esav, she said, "Why should both of you die in one day?" And she was worried. She, therefore, she sent Yaakov to, to the house of Lavan, sent them away. So it didn't fully come true. The Gemara says, "It wasn't. They didn't die on the same day because Yaakov was died a few days earlier. It was, it was the, all those days that he was in Mitzrayim. Look for us, It was some level of a kiem because they were both buried on the same day, which burial is the sort of the final stage of death. So therefore, there was some level of that kiem and that nevua that they were buried on the same day." Again, she didn't say it as a nevua, but she. But it's really Gemara's point is that the words of a tadekis, right? They're, they're treated as like a nevua. This is what's going to happen, and therefore it, it did come true on at least on some level because they both were buried on the same day. Okay, so that's the end of that story. Now this is all the end of the whole episode with the burial of Yosef, that that Yosef went and buried his father Yaakov, and that was the schos he had, as we see that he was buried by. Shorbeinu, as you mentioned in the Mishnah. So the Gemara just ends off, If Yosef wouldn't have done it as the, as the king, the other brothers would have, wouldn't have done it. I mean, it sounds like Yosef was the one that, that was, was, was the only one involved, and the only one who got the schar for it and the schos for it. 
The other ones also actually were involved in carrying him. So we sure if they were involved in carrying him, they also would have buried him as well. So why was Yosef the only one Taka that ended up fulfilling the Kvura of Yaakov if the other brothers also were there, they were carrying what's going on? The Lord says it's true. They were involved in the beginning, but then they said, Amru, actually is a greater honor for Yaakov to be buried by, by a Melech, which is Yosef, more than just regular people. So they actually let Yosef do it fully, and he was the fully buried him because of the covet for of Yaakov that would come out through the burial of Sivanti Yosef did it. Okay, let's do a little weiter. Milano Gadol Yosef. Then it said the end, the next part of the mission that Yosef went himself and and buried Yaakov, and therefore he was buried by Moshe Rabbeinu as a, as a schar as a midah midah for his involvement in the burial of, of his father. He was buried by Moshe Rabbeinu. How great, how, how precious mitzvahs are to Mishra Rabbeinu. She called Yisrael Kul and Nasaska Babiza. Everyone involved in getting the spoils of Mitzrayim, they're asking for the Kestel and Klezov, the silver and the gold. And what was Mishra involved in? When Nasaska Babiza was involved in mitzvahs. She never was the mitzvahs involved in Chacham Lake, Chacham Lev, Yika Mitzvahs. Those are Chacham Lev who are smart in their heart. They take mitzvahs and grab mitzvahs. And therefore he went and involved to go the to get the the um, casket of Yosef, as we'll see, to, to fulfill the promise of Yosef to be buried in Eretz Israel, and therefore he was involved in the mitzvah of, rather than going around and collecting wealth from the Mitzrayim. How did Moshe know where Yosef was buried? So Amru Sarach Bas Asher Hadar. We know that she was lived very long, right, as the Medrash famously says, because she played for Yaakov, the, the famous song. She was to tremendous She was still alive when Klaus was leaving Mitzrayim. So she was the only one left from that door. So Halach Moshe went there and said, Tell me the story. Where was Yosef buried? You remember back when he died? Where was he buried? Do you know where Yosef was buried? There was a metal um, coffin that was made by the Mitzrayim. They threw it into the Nihilus. Hanar. Why? Fascinating. They felt, and it sounds like it worked, that the, the waters of the Nile were blessed. The Yisuf being buried, yes, they threw it in. Moshe went to the edge of the Nile. It came the time where the Kashbaruch promised, I will go and redeem them. And therefore, it's now it's your time to come in uh, and show yourselves so I can take you out. That you made Klai Yisrael swear, which is they take you out when they leave Mitzrayim. If you'll come up, show yourself great, I'll take you out and fulfill your promise. We are free from, we are clean from the Shavua. Because we try, we did our best, we can't get you, if we can't get you, we can't get you. So the Shavua was, we'll, we'll do our best, we're doing our best, I'm trying to get you. So, Miyad, Tzaf, Arunishol, Yisif, the Arnesa floated up to, to the top, which is also, again, the story most of us probably heard when we were younger is that threw in the, the, uh, yeah, the, paper. the paper where it says Ali Shur. Again, there's not the Gemara's version. The Gemara's version is that Misha stood there, announced the time to go. <laughs> now is your time to come up. If not, we're going to leave you here because we tried our best. And Yasef um, floated to the top. Be out the time and don't wonder about this Heichad Barzal Tzaf. How could Barzal float? Which is interesting, more is even like questioning this because there were so many miracles that took place in the Yisrael. One more miracle should not be. Uh, but we do find that the Gemara says Shreiksiv 
Right, the, uh, we find that there was um, the, the beam fell in the, and the barzel nafal amayim, and then it rose up. So we do find this concept that, that it can sometimes rise. It's also l'chayr some of the rechnes. I guess this concept is is found. Um, this is this is um, the 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 uh, the, the iron fell into the to the river. the place where it fell. Through, took a water through it there. The Yatsa Fabarzal and the and the Barzal flaw. And this is the, the miracle that really took place with, with Shal that the the iron from the from the uh from the sword, from the uh, axe flowed to the top. It's really answering with another nice. Alisha was the Talmud of Leo, Leo was the Talmud of Mesha. And Safar Barzal in front of him and the Barzal came up from him, so it was much Further you know, away from Meisha, Meisha Rabbeinu Achkam Lakam. I'm sure such a nice can happen right? again, which is the cash in the first place. A little bit hard to hear what what the question is. Okay, let's just finish this this, this, this Gemara where it says that's one version of the story. Where it's another version of the story. the cover. He actually was buried not in the Nile. He was buried in a in a whole um, a collection. Rashi says it was lashon of um, it was a, like a, a a royal royal burial place. And he was buried there. He went to this royal burial place. It came the time, the same version. He says, it came the time that Kishbaruch promised. Now is the time that the Shua you promised the Kalei should take you out. It sounds like it was, they weren't marked. So he couldn't find them among all these different uh, um, graves. If you show yourself Mutav, if now we are free from your shua that we made a swear. So by Shon is Dazar the of the owners of Shuk to show itself where it was, then point itself out. Not Lomisha Vivu at Slash went and brought it to him. Khalis and Shanam Shay Sob Midbar, Ishnair Rain Salalu Echad Shamesh Echad Shoshina, Malchazem Zev fasting that the two they kept the two the two Arenes, the Aron of Yasef and the Aron of, of the Aron of the of the Shina. Right? The 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 Aron that would eventually be in the and the Mishkan, they were going together with each other. The Avon Vishavan, and they were going, you know, they were going and were together with each other. And the people who were passing by, Avon Vishavan, the people who were passing by, they said, What's the connection? Like these two Arenas, they're like one's obviously a, a burial, one's the Aron of, of, of the Shekhinah, what's it doing? So they said, This is a Aron of, uh, of Yasef Atzadik who's dead, and this one's uh, the Shekhinah. This is proper covered. You take a burial of a, of a, of a, of a person, of a, of, a, of a coffin, and you bring it with Aaron. So Amrus, they responded, yeah. You know why? Because the the schos that Yisab had to go along with the Shechina because he kept everything it says in this one, which is again referring to the Torah, it was all in the Kodesh Baruch. And therefore, the um, schos that he had was the Aaron went together with the um, with the iron of, of the Shechina. Okay. We will stop over here. And she'll continue on tomorrow. If I want to stay in the Chazar, that would be wonderful. I can do Chazar for a few minutes. Uh, for a few moments.